This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. With folks getting out and about more, we're coming out of the safer at home. I think the executive order expires Monday. We haven't been driving as much, and we have some suggestions on how to be a better driver. So we'll talk about that between your vehicle phone calls and also hear your suggestions on how you think other people should be better drivers. Uh, Allison, you you gave me uh, your list. You know, I can't disagree with anything on it. The, The first one you have is look out for motorcycles. Yeah, that's, um, they're uh, high likely to be in an accident because people didn't see them. So if, if you can just think about it when you're on the road and keep your eye out for them, especially when you're changing lanes or uh, making a turn, that's uh, most important at, at red lights and at intersections and keep an eye out for them. Now, another one is brake lights. Now, what do you mean about needing brake lights? I have noticed lately that there are so many people driving around without any any brake lights except for the third top brake light, the central mounted one. And their brake lights themselves out are out on the vehicle altogether. I've just noticed it like crazy. Um, that or their light will be so dirty you can't see it. It'll be really dim. Some of them put the shades on them, and you can't see those very well. So basically, if everyone would just check their brake lights and make sure that they have brake lights, and an easy way to do that is to back into the convenience store when you stop at a convenience store, and you can use their windows to check your brake lights or have someone step outside and and have a look at them while you push them. But that's just something I've noticed a lot lately is people driving without their brake lights. And it's it's scary to me. Um, you don't see them, especially at night. And so that's that's a big one. Yeah, it's been a couple of years now since we've Mississippi has had to have car inspections. So right. we haven't had to do it that way. And especially with headlights, with so much light, if you're driving in town and you don't live out in the boonies, there's so many street lights that your headlights may be out, <clears throat> Michelle, and <laughs> and you may not know it because there's so much light and you you know you can see fine, but maybe other people can't see you as much. And I you know that's the same thing with the tail lights. You don't ever walk around to the back of your car when you're driving so you can't see that your brake lights are out that's right so and i see it more in american manufacturer cars so if you have american manufactured car it has it seems like they blow bulbs easier so have a look out for that oh speaking of blowing bulbs i remember i know from personal experience when your turn signal light has gone out that's when you hear like a clicker a, a faster ticking can you kind of explain that yes that's just letting you know that your signal uh, signal light is out somewhere on the car um and you remember we had that uh, show where a guy called in and said he couldn't get his car to go into park 
I mean, to go into drive, and it turned out it was a Cadillac that had a signal light out. And because the turn signal light was out, it wouldn't let it go into drive. So I guess some cars have that feature on them. But, um, yeah, the light will uh, flash if there's a bulb out or there's a problem with the turn signal circuitry. Today we're talking about how folks, some folks need to learn how to drive a little bit better. It may be a long time since you've taken your driver's test or you've thought about the rules of the road, but we want to be considerate for everyone. So here are just some things that if you are doing these things, maybe you should uh, take a, you know, check yourself and try to be a better driver. We also want to hear what you think. What are some of your pet peeves, how you think other people should be better drivers? Um, We are doing all of this between your vehicle repair calls. Now, some people's turn signal lights may be out because the bulbs are broken, but then other times people just don't use them. They don't use them. Yep. (laughs) And um, it's recommended. It's by law you have to use your turn signals, right? And some states, it's they want you to use them 200 feet before you turn. But I think for Mississippi, it's 100 feet before you turn. But if you're not sure, just overcompensate and turn it on way ahead of time to signal that you're turning. (laughs) It doesn't hurt a thing to do that. I wish my car came up with a kind of like a pop-up flag that said, oops, my bad, when I decide, oh, wait, I need to make a turn there, and I kind of you know, have to scoot over or I, I turn without letting people know. I, 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 went, I want to invent the oops, my bad signal that emanates from the car. But I wish you could have like a little sign on the back of your car that says different things like, please back off, uh, you know, please slow down. <laughs> There's like a ton of things. How like about you're too to close? <laughs> back up. <laughs> yeah, driving too close, tailgating, that's uh, on the list today. Yeah, Michelle, uh, that is the, that's the, the very next thing. Talk about what some of the dangers are of tailgating. Well, with tailgating, for one thing, if you're a motorcyclist, people can't see you. Um, and and that's one thing that makes that a, a danger. But you also, you can't see ahead of the car in front of you to know what's going on. And if something in front of you, there's an emergency and someone slams on their brakes and then the chain reaction, and you're not paying attention for that split second or you can rear end someone. And at high speed, that could be a serious wreck. If, in, you know, at lower speeds, maybe not so bad, but at higher speeds, that could be really serious. But I see it all the time. Like, it's a pet peeve of mine, tailgating, and I, I can't stand it. When I'm parked at a light or a stop sign, well, usually a light, I try to make sure I can see the back tires of the car in front of me to keep enough of a distance. And then... You know, I, I don't know 500, 100 feet from nothing, so I do the, the Mississippis. So when I'm driving, I always make sure there's a two-second uh, space between the car in front of me and behind me. But then, you know, when you get to be rainy times, you might even want to increase that to a four-second so you're not right. right behind the person in front of you. Right, and I think that's by law, too. You're supposed to be back so far away from the car in front of you. Well, we've gotten a couple of calls now. Let's go on and go to Batesville and hear from Ronnie. Ronnie, thank you so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Uh, Every now and then, 
I'll be at a stoplight or just driving down the street and I'll hear someone honking and it's not because I'm about to hit someone or I need to go because they're waving at somebody. That's always been a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Are you jealous because they're not doing that to you? <laughs> yeah. No, I, no. I'm just Every now and then I'm like, oh man, am I about to get hit or do I need to go with the light? I don't know. Well, <laughs> Ronnie, you... You'll be happy to know our director of radio has cautioned me when I make promos or advertisements for autocorrect, I am not to put any car honks sound effects yeah. in the audio because it throw if you're listening to the radio and you hear a car honk, it kinda it throws people off. They they looking around going, Wait, wait, who's honking? I've also That's noticed funny. That's some a good radio one. stations uh they'll put police sirens or a fire truck in their ad and uh, that throws me off too <laughs> I'll start looking yeah and i've heard it in songs and you instantly think you're about that to get too. pulled over <laughs> yep. it'll sound just right well, that's it that was my comment ronnie we appreciate oh we're so glad you do we appreciate you calling in let's All go right. next to cleveland and charlotte has called in charlotte thanks for being part of autocorrect today go ahead Yes, I'd like to share that uh, I think that this uh, the bad thing about us no longer having to have our cars inspected is a huge factor in so many people having malfunctioning things on their vehicles. And also, I'd like to share how I uh, get rid of tailgaters, and it's perfectly legal. Um, I wash my windshield. Ah. I love and that. If, 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 they're too, if their windshield and their hood are getting wet, they are too close to me, and they always back off. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, my gosh, I love that so much. That's way better than what I do, and what I do I probably shouldn't say on air. So that's, <laughs> I really like that. Well, Charlotte, thanks for sharing that. That is very interesting. Just, you know, squirting the, the windshield wiper fluid on the front, it goes all the way over your car and hits the one behind you, or you wash, like, the back window if you have a back wiper? I don't have a back wiper. I just clean my windshield. And, and the way I discovered that was back in the 70s, my aunt asked me to go with her to take her baby to the doctor, and back then people held their babies even in the front seat and uh she asked me to pour the baby's milk out of the bottle because he had fever and she was gonna put some coke in the bottle and it covered the windshield of the man behind us and he passed us just flaming mad and that's how i came up with that idea okay well we appreciate you calling in thank you very very much We'll have some more lists of, you need to stop doing that while you're driving, tips, and we'll take more of your automotive questions. Send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We have a list of ones that are. When we come back, you're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Allison, um, here's the thing, and we need to let folks know if they want to listen to us on YouTube in the search, pull up YouTube, and then in the search for YouTube, you put... Mississippi Public Broadcasting Autocorrect. And okay, because we're just autocorrect. Yeah, we're on the Mississippi Public Broadcasting YouTube channel. And that's also where there are a number of local uh, MPB shows. Television shows are broadcast. We broadcast the governor's press conferences every day on that YouTube channel. So on YouTube, if you want to listen to autocorrect, you type in Mississippi Public Broadcasting autocorrect, and that'll pull up all of our podcasts. Now, here are the recalls for the week, just two of them. Well, three of them, sort of. The 2015-2016 Chevrolet Caprice PPV and SS, the corrosion of the connector between the electric power steering module and the torque sensor connector may cause a loss of electric power steering assist, increasing the steering effort needed to control the car if the power steering is lost, and increasing the risk of a crash. So if you take it to the dealer, they will replace the steering gear assembly for free. The other one is the 2020 Porsche Cayenne. There's an insufficient weld on a transmission oil pipe that may cause the vehicle to leak automatic transmission fluid, which while driving could cause road surface to be made slippery, increasing the risk of a crash. The dealer will inspect the transmission oil pipe and replace it if necessary. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall, and inputting your VIN number. Allison, there's one you might want to share with your friends. I saw this in USA Today today. Folks who work on cars, maybe if you're a pro, you don't get your jack stands from Harbor Freight. But Harbor Freight is recalling 
454,000 jack stands because they pose a safety risk. So yeah, I've heard about that all over the place in oh, all good. the news. Okay, good, today. good. The recall is only for stands with the item numbers 61196, 61197, and 56371. So check to see what you got uh, and be careful about that. Today we're talking about what you need to stop doing with when you're driving because it's not good for you or for anybody else. We'll also hear what you think other people are doing wrong with their driving. You can always reach us by email. It's auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Greenville and hear from Richard. Richard, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. Go ahead. Uh, I just got one one pet peeve. Uh, pulling into an intersection is a four-lane road with a dedicated left turn. And if traffic's light, one person is inevitably going to get in the right-hand lane. And in Mississippi, I believe we can take a red on the right. Uh, right on red, rather. And uh, these people sit there through the whole light, and you can't take a red on right. And it just irritates the dickens out of me. Oh. oh, my gosh, me too. That drives me crazy. Or when people <laughs> yield when there's no yield sign, that's another one that drives me nuts. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, Richard, we appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Thank you. Allison, so people we- out there know that you can turn right at a red light unless it says otherwise, but you have to stop first. And here's one I found out. You can turn left on a red light if you are on a one-way street and you're connecting to a one-way street. so Oh, nice. All right. We have an email. This is a personal preference question for you, Allison. This is from Brad in Memphis, and he says, Hi, Allison. I have a 2012 Ford Expedition with 161,000 miles. It's in great shape, and I've had few issues with it. I've been tempted to get a newer Toyota Camry with better gas mileage. In your opinion, would you keep the Expedition or trade it in for a newer car with better gas mileage? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I uh, would definitely keep the Expedition and get the Camry, too. That's what I'd want. (laughs) That way you can pull something if you need to or haul something in the back of the Expedition. And, you know, you definitely can't do that with the Camry. Um, If he's not using it for what it's for, then go ahead and trade it in and get better gas mileage. Yeah, that's that's quite a, a difference to go from an Expedition to a Camry. Sure is. All right, we've got a couple of phone calls. Let's go to Jerry, who is on the road. So, Jerry, be careful. What's your comment or question for AutoCorrect today? Well, first off, I'm on the Bluetooth and I'm hands free. And second off, if I get someone right on my rear, you know, if, you, if I can't see their front bumper or their tires, all I do is just gently take my foot off the acceleration or come out of cruise and then just slow down until they either figure out that they're too close or they go on around and then I pick up my speed again. There's no sense in hitting your brakes and making someone angry or potentially causing an accident. So just just lift off, you know, check up, as they say in NASCAR, and, and let that person pay attention to you slowing down. If they really want to go around you, they will. 
If not, you're safer anyway. And that's all I had to say. Oh, Jerry, that's great. We we like uh, comments about how to do things uh with graciousness and calmness. So thank you so much for calling in. We've got a bunch more calls. Let's go to Kate, who's called in from Lawrence. Kate, what's your comment or question for the show today? Um, I was just going to comment on the the tailgating thing as well. Um, A good rule of thumb that my grandfather taught me when he was teaching me how to drive was whatever speed you're going, you take that first number and that's how many car lengths you should be back. So if you're going 50, you should be five car lengths behind a car in front of you. If you're going 70, you should be seven car lengths back because that's the amount of time it's going to take for you to react and stop to not hit whatever is in front of you. Fantastic advice. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. We've got Larry, who has called in today. Larry, we're so glad that you've called in with your car question. What uh, what have you got for Allison today? All right, 2017 Suburban, and the automatic tailgate has stopped working. It'll go open about three inches. It won't. You can have to manually raise it and push it back down. Uh, it's been intermittent, but now it's just basically not working all the time. What suggestion? Allison, do you have any suggestions on why uh, Larry's 2017 Suburban Automatic Tailgate might not be going up and down? Yeah. Um, what I'd recommend is reading the owner's manual and seeing if there is a reset for it. And if you don't find something in the owner's manual, Google the problem that you're having and see if there's some way to reset it. Maybe it's a sensor acting up and it's thinking it's closed and it's not. And and more than likely, there's a way to reset that. That's what I first thing that comes to mind to, to think about with um, something electronic like that, that uses sensors to open and close. All right. I will see what I can find. Thank you so much. Larry, we appreciate you calling in. Allison, let's go with uh, uh, two more of your lists of things that folks need to just stop doing. And now that we are relearning to drive, coming out of our stay-at-home order, one of the things is distractions. No distractions. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I think we're at the point where we realize people are going to be on their phone, whether they're using GPS or making a phone call. And the thing is, just for people to try to limit that use as much as possible and, and try not to be distracted while you're driving. Try to pay attention. Try to wait to text until you can get to a stopping point or pull over at a convenience store or or a storefront somewhere and text instead of texting while you're driving. Um, I know it's it's real easy to do or get in the habit of, but that's it's a really bad habit and it causes a lot a lot of accidents. Another thing is driving with a car full of people. If you can, uh, and I've been distracted before with that and gotten a speeding ticket when I had a, my brother and my mom riding with me after a movie. We were talking and uh, getting really into it and laughing and joking about the movie we had just seen. And sure enough, we hit a, um, a speed trap in Madison and got a ticket. It was where the speed dropped down to 35 miles per hour. 
uh, just for a short distance and I got a speeding ticket and I was distracted driving. So just be aware that even having passengers in your car can be a distraction, especially for young drivers out there that can cause you to have an accident. My problem is if I drop something in the car, man, I want to lean over and pick it up and, oh, I don't need to do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. Jennifer, nope. Jesse, and Ann, hang on. Our email address where you can send your questions to Allison is auto at mpbonline.org. We'll be talking about more things you really shouldn't be doing while you're driving and taking more of your car repair questions next. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We're going to get to that next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing a doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, you know her, the lady auto mechanic. She's our expert. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you have downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. So in addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can also click on the support button and make a contribution. We really do rely on contributions to purchase our national programming and to keep the lights on here. Thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Hey, also on that support button, that's where you can donate your used car, boat, motorcycle, ATV. I think we even had a lawnmower donated one time. So something with an engine, you can donate it on the MPB Public Media app and hit Contribution. Consumer Reports has a list of vehicles that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the Mini Cooper in 2005, also the 8 through 13 and the 15 for engine problems. Please, yep. um, time and chain problems with those cars. Yeah, yep. uh, I know Nancy Lottridge Anderson, who is the expert on money talks, had her heart set on getting a Mini Cooper till I think we had someone on from Edmunds and they said, uh, maybe maybe you should think of a different kind of car. But yeah, uh, yep, so please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car suggests consumer reports. Car Complaints is another resource for unreliable car lists. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams at WFYI out of Indianapolis this week has reviewed the 2020 Subaru Outback XT Onyx. Allison, I'm so excited. Casey's going to be a guest on our show in June. 
So we can talk about uh, getting to be a car reviewer in Indianapolis. We've been talking about what you really should stop doing with your car and what you think other people should really stop driving, how they, they should stop driving their car. But we also are taking your questions. So let's now go to Jennifer in Bay St. Louis. Jennifer, thanks for hanging on. What is your comment or question for us this morning? I have a couple of comments and uh, a question, if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> I caught the tail end of the uh, of the um, recall for the Porsche Cayenne. Right. So could you repeat that for me? Yeah, that's the 2020, the brand new one. Oh, the brand new one. It okay. it has a uh, oil pipe that has a bad weld on it, and if you go to the dealer, they'll inspect it. And uh, Jennifer, we want to remind you. Uh, Anybody, anytime, can go to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall, and you just put in your very own particular VIN number, and that'll pull up everything that's applicable to that vehicle. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, Additionally, I I wanted to say a couple of things. I wanted to thank you for putting... Watching out for motorcyclists at the top of the list because uh, people don't see it. They just don't care, I think. No, no. and they're not used to looking to it either. Yeah. But, uh, but even beyond that, when, they're, when they move over in front of you or almost move over, they look at you like, you're wrong. I've had people shoot me the bird, and it's like, I'm not doing anything wrong, fella. You are. Anyway, and, and another thing is, I've noticed we have uh, we have Jeep in the coast come down here, and when they're driving in the, the, the Wrangler Jeeps, you know, they take their doors off and all, you'll find so many people that leave that put their, their legs out. Their legs are just hanging out, and it's like, well, what's the matter with you people? <laughs> you know, you're going to get ripped, ripped off. It's just, it's alarming that there are so many people that just, Kick that leg out like they're, you know, cruising. I don't know. But the reason I called, the other reason I called is I have a 2005 uh, Grand Cherokee. And uh, it has a center console. And I'm just asking for advice on this. Um, The little plastic accordion-like thing that moves as you put it into the shift into its position. Uh, if, If I put it in park... Something has disconnected so that there's this deep hole. Now, if I put it in drive, you can't see that there's anything wrong. So I don't know if I'm going to need to take it someplace to have them dismantle it to find out what it is that is connecting it, or is it just a cosmetic thing that isn't going to bother the shifting? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, um, there should be a boot down in there that keeps debris from getting, like, actually into your transmission or anything like that. But with that being said, to replace it, you'd probably have to get that part from a from a salvage yard because I, I doubt you could get that part from, like, a part store or a dealership. It's possible but kind of unlikely, but... Um, you might shine a flashlight down there and make sure there's no way for it to to get down into to your transmission just to double check. But mm-hmm. other than that, to actually fix it, 
would you you probably have to replace that whole little panel right there, which is yeah. probably not hard to do at all. Um, and you could get that part and source it from a salvage yard. That or maybe take it off and flip it around and look up under it and see if there's something that you can reconnect to connect that little door. Yeah, well, my mechanic was like, oh, it's not worth it. Don't worry about it. But, you know, I just, he said, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt anything. And I kept thinking, you know, it just doesn't look right. That JDLR doesn't look right. It, so I thought that I'd call to see if maybe I should do something about it. I mean, the, the actual motion of putting it into um, whatever uh, gear isn't impeded. And that's what I was afraid of, that it was going to jam some kind of way. But I just, right. I can't figure it out. But um, I think I might check with some of the salvage yards and see if they've got something similar. Because I don't want to pay top price for a 2005 uh, piece. Because, right, um, right. You know, my and you might gauge, look on eBay or Amazon also if you, if you don't feel like going to a salvage yard to get one. Oh, that's the thought. Well, I, I went to... Uh, my my tailgate was giving me trouble like that 2017 and i found out that uh, i needed an actuator a liftgate actuator and mm -hmm. uh going to some of the park stores it was almost 200 dollars. so i went to rock auto and i got it for 100 bucks nice so, you know sometimes it, it, it helps to do some uh some uh checking out anyway uh, right. I appreciate listening to you. Uh, I'm glad you're there. Um, you might not get as many calls as you think you might want to get, but people are listening because I've had people talk to me about you. So thank you very much, and y'all stay safe. Thank you. Thank you oh, very much. We appreciate you, Jennifer, too. Thank you very much. Let's go to Jesse, who's nicely been holding. Jesse, we're so glad that you have called from Bentonia. What's up with you today? It's time Doing really well, thank you. I have a G5 uh, Pontiac 2008 parking lights and tail lights and the dash lights won't go off. Oh, no. Now, really, that circuitry is, you're getting uh, maybe a copper on copper short there where it's keeping power on so in that circuitry you'll want to take that to an electrical automotive place if you're in bentonia you might want to come into the jackson area since that's not too far away there's um there's like three electrical places off the top of my head that are nothing but automotive electrical shops and have them pull up your circuitry and go and look through your wiring harness to see what's going on there why it's staying on full time well, and it, I doubt it's in the switch itself since the dash lights are on too I, I pulled every fuse out of it and it won't go off really absolutely <laughs> really? <laughs> wow uh, so something's going on that it's, it's shortened to power on there is there, yeah. is there is there a time delay relay on that because of these lights, you know, usually there's a time delay when you cut the car off and get out of it, close the door, the lights will used to go off. And after a certain amount of time, I guess, show you the light up the whatever, and you get out of the car and get out. 
But he quit doing that, and he got to where they stay on. I pulled every fuse. And I've asked people about a relay, and nobody knows nothing about it. That is possible that it's a relay. You're, I think you're thinking right on that. And then you may want to pull the relay for the lights and see if that cuts it off. And then you know that it's that relay that's sticking uh, yes, closed, I guess. And so that that is a possibility. So you're thinking right with that. So you checked all the fuses. Now go to the relays and see if you can uh, eliminate that. That's a yeah. that's a good spot to look next. All right, I appreciate it. Good luck with that, Jesse. I love I love Bentonia Blues Festival. I've been going to that the last couple of years, so I don't know <laughs> if you go to that, but I love Bentonia. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Let's go to Ann, who has called in from Tupelo. Ann, thank you so much for being part of AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. I wanted to comment on one of the top pet peeves that Allison was commenting about, about no brake lights. Go ahead. She said said particularly she noticed American-made cars. I had a 2011 Lincoln MKZ. I, I traded it in back in February, but the reason that I did, it had some other issues too that was gonna be costly for me to fix, but my right brake light went out. And I went to auto parts store. I'm not a mechanic, but I'm not afraid to do simple repairs on my own vehicle. Expecting to spend, I don't know, $35 for a brake light bulb. And I found out that it was not replaceable. And the I had to buy the entire assembly, which was only available from my Ford dealership. And the cost was $461. And that did not include them putting it in. You've got to be kidding me. That's no mate. And I looked on eBay. I looked on eBay. I took it to my mechanic shop and they looked at it and in order to replace just the brake light bulb, it would it was all in this sealed assembly that they would have to take apart, put in the bulb reseal it it was ridiculous and i'm just wondering if some of these other american-made cars that you see without brake lights is because they cost so much i mean i had to buy like the whole assembly and i thought well what happens when something on the left side goes out then i have to do it again (laughs) and i just wanted to comment on that that i just thought that that was a ridiculous design in what's supposed to be, you know, the Lincoln MKZ series is supposed to be like the do-all of, of mid-sized luxury cars. And I ended up buying a 2020 Outback. And um, I'm hoping that I don't end up running into the same problems with it when something uh, as simple as a light bulb goes out. So that's all. I just wanted to comment on that because I was appalled. Thank you, Ann. I've never heard of that before. That's new to me, and that is completely ridiculous. But 
as far as Subarus go, I've always heard really good things about them. Um, I haven't worked on one myself yet, but that may be a good sign. And uh, But I always hear good things. So maybe you won't have a, a serious problem like that where it's costing an arm and a leg for a simple repair. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey never says anything about that on his uh Lincoln commercials. Um, Allison, we got an email that uh, this applies to Larry. So, Larry, I hope you're still listening. Ronnie from Batesville, uh, he said that on the suburban liftgate question, some of the trim levels, there's a dial near the rear view mirror or sometimes on the driver door that regulates how much the gate opens in the back. You can set it to all the way open or a quarter of the way. Could be tied to that. Uh, you know, sometimes you might bump up setting and, and, and not know that you have. So, Larry, do check into that also. We have been discussing some pet peeves. We've heard Allison's. We'd like to hear yours. And we're taking your car repair questions. You can also send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? We've got some. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You already know MPB Think Radio is a direct result of donations from listeners like you. But instead of counting the size of your donation in dollars, how about axles? trucks to motorcycles, cars, even 18-wheelers. Your donated vehicle of any size helps fund the programs here on Think Radio. For more information on how to donate your vehicle, visit mpbonline.org support. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org and don't forget to stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. It's Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. So in the news real quick, if you have ever sold a smartphone or a laptop, you know that you're supposed to wipe the hard drive first to protect your privacy. But think about when you sell a car or return a rental car. They've got that infotainment package, and it sometimes will store your passwords, your GPS position, and some of your personal data, maybe text messages or photos. So you need to do a factory reset of the vehicle when you sell it or when you return a rental car or you might if you're selling your car you might want to take it to the dealer ask them to wipe it clean of data and if you just don't want to mess with it if you're in a rental car you know buy one of the cigarette letter lighter chargers and use it rather than plugging into the usb port on the in the car 
to uh, you won't be able to pair your car with the infotainment system but it won't get your information and allison i think it was last week we talked about how uh, the california highway patrol said there were so many more um, speeding tickets because there weren't wasn't a lot of traffic. Well, I've heard that in Michigan and in Mississippi, folks are uh, there's more deaths on the highway now because they're speeding, and also uh, just a lot more speeding tickets because there aren't a lot of people driving on the interstates. So folks open it up and get tickets or crash into things. We're going to try to get through as many of these calls as we can. Let's go to William in Flora. William, what's your comment or question with, for the show? Well, my comment is I really enjoy the show. It's a, it's a wonderful asset for, for folks like me that like to do it ourselves or try to figure it out. My, my question is I've got a 92 Honda Accord with about 300,000 miles on it. Yeah, a while back, when I would crank it, it would it would start. I, I guess you'd call it a surge. It sounded like it was gasping for for breath, and it was just it was just intense. So I I have replaced everything that you can bolt on on the engine uh, for the uh, uh, the idle air control, the thermostat, all the new plugs, new wires. It, it'll still surge sometimes, but if I crank when I crank it, I have to let it idle until it idles down when it's warm. It, because if I don't and I try to go again, it'll start that surge. And now, if I do that and it's fine and I can go for about ten minutes, and it's running like a sewing machine, just humming along, and then it'll it'll just start. It, it, I guess you'd call it a miss. It, it's it's real rapid, and the uh, uh, two other things uh, I can smell, and it's real faint. I can smell antifreeze, but I it, it's not it, whatever. If it's leaking, it, it's not noticeable when I check it in the uh, in the radiator, and out of my dash, uh, out of the glove box on. A, on an occasion, I can't figure out why or when, but I'll get a clicking noise. And um, so that's all the information I've got. But it's kind of disconcerting when I'm everything's going along fine, and then it the car sounds like or feels like it's going to cut out just at any moment. Got any got any ideas on that? Well, you had me an idle air control valve. That was the first thing I was going to suggest to check out. But you replaced that. Um, yeah. all, all of those, all of the components, I can't remember the names. But there's like three of them. Did you replace the coolant temperature sensor? Yep, sure did. And it wasn't leaking from there? No. Uh, what I did have a leak that was at the, the radiator cap, and I replaced that. And I and I check and I I do check it uh, regular, uh, probably every other day, to just see. And I can see no loss of of uh, uh, the antifreeze in there. And I and I I did bleed that system out when I replaced the thermostat. You might um, want to try for the for the smell of the smell in the coolant, and maybe it's it's getting on something. Is to 
auto parts store. It's expensive to rent. It's like $180. Allison, you cut out there for just a minute. What should he get at the auto parts store? It's a radiator pressure tester, and it costs about $180 at an auto parts store to rent it. But you get all the money back. You get it all back when when you bring it back. It's an expensive little tester kit, but it pressurizes your system. And it'll okay. push cooling out of wherever it's leaking from. It can could help the, you identify it. Could the uh, could the heater could the heater core be going bad? The in that clicking sound that I'm getting out of the uh, glove compartment. Because it sounds like there's a relay, and I can't I can't figure out what would be behind the glove box, and I I can't see any anything under the hood. Does it click all the time or just... No, no. It's just, William, everyone. I'm afraid we've lost our time, but if you send us an email, our email is auto at mpbonline.org. Maybe Allison can shoot you a couple more ideas. Linda and Carmen, I'm so glad, I'm so sorry that uh, we didn't get to hear from you too. Send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org because our time has just uh, gone away. I am Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified, and that's it for today's show. Man, we put Jay White through a lot of work, and also Michelle McAdoo. We appreciate them for helping us out today. Oh, Java Chapman. Man, we are a team. We are a great team. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic and Allison Walker, I'm Liz Gill. Please join us each Thursday for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 